let's talk metrics. I'm going to give you three different areas and three different metrics that I think every single organization must track to have and keep and sustain a productive culture. Now, I'm not going to lie to you. You know, people analytics, the data that comes along with people. I'm not an expert. I'm not someone that prides themselves on being an expert, but I am dangerous enough and competent enough to understand how to strategically make decisions based off of data. And I am smart enough to understand the data that makes the most sense to move against and to be careful about, to pay attention to. So let's talk about a few. Employee turnover rates. Now, I think a lot of companies, a lot of cultures, a lot of HR teams, a lot of people teams, a lot of C-suite executives analyze and understand employee turnover rates. But I'm going to give you two elements of employee turnover rates that a lot of companies should probably narrow in on and focus on a little bit more than, than, your, than, your, than your other elements of employee turnover. And that'll be new hires and high potentials. Let's start with new hires for a second. New hires for me is in the three-month window. Within three months, if you have a certain percentage, and if that percentage is high, of, and frankly, I'll just make a bold objective statement. If you have any new hire within the first three months voluntarily leave your company, I believe that's an issue. I believe there has to be something going on there. Now, obviously, once you dig into it, if some of those folks were offered new positions and maybe some of those positions were positions that they've always wanted in their career and you just the, you as a company just got caught in, a, in, an, in, an, in an odd spot, I get it. But for the most part, I believe that in the first three months, if you have a new hire leave your company, that is a incredibly large red flag. Now, let's unpack that for a minute. If a new hire leaves your company in the first three months and you unpack it and you look at the data, here's a few elements and areas where you'll probably find some issues. You'll find some issues with your onboarding processes. You'll find some issues with your buddy or mentor structure and process that you have in place. A lot of companies have that these days where the organization will assign a buddy, a mentor, someone in the same department, someone in the same division that can provide value, provide perspective, provide insight, provide information, and help that new hire get aligned. If a new hire leaves the company within three months, you probably want to look at, you probably want to look at how they perceived the organization from a structure perspective, from a productivity perspective. They probably potentially had conversations with other disgruntled and unhappy employees around little micro elements that you probably could have solved. And what I mean by that is if you have three to five just disgruntled or unhappy employees that are sitting within those teams of that new hire. And what I mean by little small little micro moments where maybe those folks are disgruntled or unhappy because they've wanted an extra 3K for the last 18 months and you just haven't given it. They've wanted to take on more responsibility and they are and they are deserving of that responsibility and you just haven't given it. You potentially have a, um, you haven't as a leader adjusted your communication style to behoove and connect at a deeper, more emotional, more motivating, more contextual level with those employees. So now they feel disconnected from the team, disconnected from the company, disconnected from the group. And they're sharing this information with this new hire. 
And, this, and, and those same reasons, those same themes are part of the reason why that new hire left the company. And my most favorite one, my, my, the, the one that I think every single company can get behind and admit. A new hire joins a team, joins a company, joins a department. And the day-to-day operations, the way the department runs, the priorities and the expectations that are set for that new hire are completely different than was than what was pitched to that individual during the two to three to four interviews. There was a complete misalignment there. Because every single new hire feels like they're being lied to. And so if you have that metric, and if you're tracking that metric, and if you're seeing that metric where your new hires are leaving within 90 days, you as an organization, you have to ask yourself, what's wrong with us? You have to take full accountability. Full responsibility. You have to open up everything. You have to open up your internal comms. You have to open up your onboarding. You have to open up your leadership. You have to open up every element of the experiences that that new hire touched within those first three months. And get honest feedback, hopefully from that new hire that's now leaving. But more importantly than that, Really judge and assess and, 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 and analyze your company with an honest point of view, with a real point of view. Don't look at it half blind. Don't be jaded. Be honest with yourself. Ask yourself, is our onboarding structures and policies and infrastructure currently and in in the systems that support our onboarding processes, are, are, are they built to really onboard someone gradually and thoughtfully or or is it rushed oh it's rushed well are we rushing it because we're behind on some of our goals this year are we rushed because some of the goals that we had to be accomplished by q3 we're still working on the back end of q4 are our onboarding processes and the people that are connected to the onboarding are they not the best leaders from a communication perspective are they not thoughtful are they not patient enough can we go to other new hires that maybe didn't leave that are but that have been in the company for 6, 12, 18 months and see how they're feeling about things? See if there's something that they are disgruntled about or unhappy about or or something that they are feeling that they just have never told anyone and now that they finally see a few individuals leave the company within the first 90 days that now they have the confidence to at least speak up and say, "Look, I don't have a desire to leave, but I also felt those issues. I also felt that uncomfortability. I also experienced that throughout my first 90 days. There's many areas in which you can make adjustments and changes. So new hires is something I would look at from an employee turnover rate. High potentials. High potentials is a huge one. Every organization, number one, should be tracking and analyzing and understanding who their high potentials are. Like, let's just start out that way. Every company should take the time to thoughtfully analyze and define what a high potential, what a high potential means and what that is for their company. Because the high potential for companies are going to be different based off of the company's size, based off the company's focuses, based off the company's values, based off the company's, uh, what the company cares about. Industry, it's going to change for every company. There's not a blanket methodology, a blanket structure as it pertains to um, high potentials. 
But I will say this. Once you define that, once you understand that, if you have a certain percentage or a higher percentage of high potentials leaving your company, that's a big problem. Because now those high potentials in the way that you defined it, you wanted them to inevitably turn into the executives and the, and the, and the individuals that will lead your company into the next frontier, into, into, the new, into the new stage of the company, into the new growth of the company. You had high hopes for those high potentials. You probably put a lot of time, energy, and resources behind those high, high potentials. So you probably should ask yourself the following questions. Well, did we wait just too long? Our career mapping process, the way that we promote, did we wait with these individuals just too long? Do we have too rigorous of a, of a, of a, of a policy, of a structure, of a plan here? Do we need to rethink that? Do we need to rethink how we engage with our high potentials? Is there a difference in the way that we engage with our high potentials versus folks that are mid to low performing individuals? Do we need to look at the culture and the teams and the individuals that surround these high potentials and are we putting them in the best place to win? I'll be very frank here. I have a sports background, so I'll make a bold statement. And you may not agree with it, but I'm going to say it. Winners love to be around winners. High potentials love to be around other high potentials. High potentials have a very, 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 I'll, I'll give you one more, very keen eye and high expectations as it pertains to who leads them and who they listen to. I'll, I'll admit there's a there's a there's a, a slight touch of a slight touch of uh arrogance and 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 difficult and difficult ways of, of, of leading a high potential at times, depending on who they are and, and what team they sit within. You have to be very thoughtful in these areas when it comes to high potential. So those are some of the areas that I would think about if I'm seeing a lot of high turnover rates with my high potential. So that's new hires. That's high potentials. Let's get to communication metrics. Email open rates. If you're starting to notice that a large portion of your employees are just ignoring emails, that's a subtle way to say there's a lack of engagement. There's a lack of focus. Their minds elsewhere. Number of internet page visits. If you have uh, intranet portals where you need to have certain employees looking at these pages, ingesting information, if you're starting to see that number drop, again, your engagement is, 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 is having an issue here. If you're noticing that within your Slack channels, and this is what MindStand was doing for years, if you're noticing within your Slack channels, your Microsoft Team channels, your emails, if you're noticing that the communication there is, you know, uh, certain employees are being very brief when they were once very elaborate with their responses. If you're noticing that maybe some of their daily or weekly reports that they send off are getting smaller and smaller. If you're noticing that they're just ignoring certain um, email threads that they're CC'd on and not adding any nuance or, or, or contextual feedback. If, if they're kind of just conducting their day-to-day -day with the status quo from a communication, from an input, from a collaboration perspective, that could be looked at as a red flag. Communication is a big one. It's a subtle one, but it's a big one. And I think a lot of companies have to pay attention to all of these metrics because all of these metrics can make an impact. All of these metrics have an impact. 
All these metrics can tell you inevitably if certain certain employees and certain groups are going to inevitably start leaving your company. So the best thing you can do is every three months, look at what you're doing and how and the systems that are supporting your new hires. Look at what you're doing in the systems that are supporting your higher potentials. Look at what you're doing in the systems that are supporting your communication. And communication is rangy. From intranet to email open rate to um, to the, the communication between managers and team members to your emails, to your Slack channels. Every three months, do a full audit. Get on top of it. Know the problems that exist. And be working on the problems that exist prior to the problems actually becoming problems. That's all I ask. And when you are doing all of this, whether it's analyzing the new hires or the high potentials or the communication, always remember to do so from an employee's first lens. Keep their mindset, keep their heart, keep their desires, keep their interest, keep their engagement top of mind. Contextualize your decisions. Don't put initiatives in place that are going to behoove you as an organization exclusively. Don't go to other organizations and copy what they're doing and try to plug it in place, put it in place. Build new contextual situations, processes, technologies, decisions that are going to behoove and connect to your people exclusively. Because the metrics and the data around the turnover rates of your new hires, the metrics and the data and the the turnover rates around your high potentials, the metrics and the data connected to communication metrics are all different exclusively to your company than other companies. The problems you're having at Amazon are not the same problems you're having at Tesla. The problems you're having, having at Zoom are not the same problems you're having at Google. You cannot just blanket and copy and paste. You cannot do that. I'm seeing too many HR leaders copy and paste and trying to take what works here and plug it in here. You can benchmark, you can analyze, you can understand. Let me give a shot, a quick shout out to top employers, but you know, you can benchmark, you can understand, you can understand what a great culture, what a great company, what a good company looks like and what they're doing. And you can take the frameworks of what they're doing, the categories of what they're doing, but you have to contextualize it to your company. So, as always, just a few thoughts, just a few perspectives. We'll talk soon.